Amen. I want to draw your attention to verse 28 of Proverbs 31. It says, Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. What I want to talk today about this morning is the importance of honoring women. Okay? I believe we should honor women. I don't get freaked out like I'm going to preach about feminism or anything like that, but I do believe in honoring women. I believe they deserve high honor. And I think it's good to have something like Mother's Day where we honor our moms and remember our moms. Look what it, let's, let's read some verses in the Bible that just tells us a few things about moms and about wives and about women. But First Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered. You know what? If a husband's not honoring his wife, his prayers are going to be hindered. Okay, keep that in mind, men. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, one of the Ten Commandments, honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So right there, one of the Ten Commandments, you're supposed to honor your mother. Leviticus 19, verse 3, Ye shall fear every man his mother and his father and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Why is God telling us to honor the mothers? Why is God telling us to fear our mother? Okay? You know why? Because it's your mother. She deserves a high place in your heart. She deserves some honor. My mom is a lot smaller than I am. You know, my mom physically is not a threat, but you know what? I should fear my mother. I don't believe that this is something that's just for kids. He says, every man fear, fear your mo- mother. We ought to fear them. Why? Because it's, it's not that we're just scared of them. It's that we honor them. We have that high of respect for them that we don't want to be on their bad side. We don't want them mad at us. You know, we, that's how we ought to feel about our, our mothers. Second Samuel 20, verse 19. I, I like the story. I can read the whole story. But we have a man, he's about ready to go in, he's about ready to attack a city to get to another man, to get to a bad guy. And one of the wise women, she stops this man because she knows he means business. She's got children in this city that she knows are probably going to get killed if this army comes in. And she says in Second Samuel 20 verse 19, talking to a warrior, okay, talking to a fierce warrior, she says, I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. Thou seekest to destroy a city, no big deal for a warrior, and a mother in Israel. All right. Why did she say that? Because you know what? Even the fiercest of warriors, they got a special place in their hearts for a mother. She's like, I'm a mother in Israel. Wilt thou swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? And you know what? He listened to her. And if you remember the story, she went and says, listen, I know you just want the one guy. What if we throw his head over the wall to you? And he's like, if you do that, I'll leave you alone. And sure enough, they went and they threw his head over the wall. I personally think the mom cut his head off too. You, know, you don't get it between a mom and her kids, all right? They can be pretty fierce and they can be pretty tough. I, I might be reading into that part there, but it was her idea, all right? That sweet little old mom, where'd she come up with the idea of cutting somebody's head off? She found inspiration because of the fact that her kids could possibly be killed if this army comes in there and she wasn't going to die for this guy that wasn't even from their city that was a bad guy. That was a good mom right there. Psalms 35 verse 14 says, I behave myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bow down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. Okay. He's trying to show how sad he was and he's illustrating, you know, I'm like somebody mourning for their mom. They're going to be very sad. Why? Because there's that, there's that great love. Uh, um, 
Proverbs 30, verse 11 says, There is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. And look at verse 17 of that chapter. It says, The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. I love the picture right there, too. You know what God's just saying right there? You know, somebody who would mock their mother, somebody who would despise their father like that, they're going to die a violent death. The birds are going to pick your eyeballs out. You're going to be a dead, rotting corpse out in the middle of the desert, and your body's going to be left to the birds. And you know what? That's not a good thing. There's another story in the Bible about some men who got hung, and while even after these men were dead, you know what? There was a mother that was there trying to keep the birds off their dead bodies. Because that's how moms are. They even care about the corpses of their dead children. And that's why, and that's, there's, there's so many things we could talk about on why we should honor our mothers. But the Bible is very clear that it's a, it's a wicked person that would not honor their mother. We see it's, it's very clear in the Bible that a husband is supposed to honor his wife. Okay? The Bible is very clear we should be honoring women. And I believe that, but you know what? We're seeing less and less respect today. When it comes to women, we're seeing all, there's all these organizations that are out there that are meant to kind of prop up women, to lift up women, to try to get people respecting women and honoring women. But it's not working. We're seeing more domestic abuse that's going on, more violence towards women. We hear about these things all the time and, and society is always trying to figure out what can we do to help this? What can we do to get people you know, respecting women? I've even heard, too, I guess colleges now. Colleges, they have to have these classes where they're basically teaching, you know, young men about that type of thing and how to, you know, honor women and stuff like that. And it's like, you know what? If you don't learn this stuff till you're in college, it's too late for you. Okay? This kind of thing needs to be taught from the time they're little children, from the time they're babies. But it's not happening today. And I personally believe many of the things that are out there today, the organizations trying to prop up women, they're, actually, they're doing everything wrong, and it's why we're seeing less and less respect for women. And so, society, the reason I think we're seeing less and less respect for women today, why it's going down, is because society is trying to define, redefine what it means to be a woman. And unfortunately, so how are they doing this? Well, first off, turn over to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18. I want to show you something about women that I'm afraid society has forgot, and it's why we're seeing less and less respect for women today. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it says, The Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Verse 20, And Adam gave names to all the cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of a man. I want you to notice that a woman was specifically made and designed for a man, and they're made different than a man. Notice, God said it's not good that man should be alone, but you know what? God didn't make another man. God made a woman. That's what God made. And you know what we've seen today in society? Society today is teaching that it's optional whether you're going to be a male or a female. Society, they are, I mean, I've watched arguments 
on national news programs on whether or not there's a biological difference between male and female. Now, listen, I stunk at biology when I went to school. All right. I did the ACE paces. I think I flunked every one of those the first time I took it. I had to retake all those tests. I hated biology. All right. But even I know there's a biological difference between male and female. I uh, very clearly. And unfortunately today, we don't see women as something special that God made specifically for the man. And we wonder why men aren't honoring them. We wonder why men aren't respecting them. Hey, when Adam saw the first woman, when God brought that woman to man, he got excited. He said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. You know, he got, he was excited about her. And he saw her as something special, something that God made specifically for the man. Women are special. They are physically special. They are physically different. There are some things that women can do that men can't do. Men can't bear children. You know, there are some things that are, I'm telling you, are far better about women than about men. That's why I married a woman and not a man. That's, that's, it, I don't even want to get into that. But I'm telling you that unfortunately today, we've got this attitude that some little boy can just decide that he's a girl. Some little girl that can just decide she's a boy. And we're all supposed to respect that. We're all supposed to honor that. And we wonder why people don't see women as special. We wonder why young men today, you know, don't give them any honor and don't give them any reverence. And they just treat them like they're just a piece of meat. You know, we wonder why. It's because we have taken away from that. We have seen today, what, what magazine was it? They gave the Woman of the Year to Bruce Jenner a couple of years ago. They gave Woman of the Year to Bruce Jenner. Now, this type of thing is politically incorrect to say, but unfortunately, this stuff's got to be said today because people are falling for this. We've got people today, even Christian people, who feel like they need to refer to him as a her, that they should call him Caitlin, you know, because they made a program called me Caitlin or something like that. I'm sorry. I respect women way too much to refer to a man as a woman. He does not deserve that. He was not born a woman. He is not a woman. And not, it, 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 you know, all, a lot of black, remember when that Rachel Doldazal lady, I don't know if anybody know who she is. She's a woman that just decided she was black. She decided, she just decided she was black. You know, she didn't even really look black. But she started doing things to make herself look black and she was calling herself an African-American, worked for some organization for, uh, for African-Americans. And everybody got all mad about that, you know, because she just, you know, and to, to the black community, they're like, hey, you know, there's a difference between being white and black. And if you're not black, don't say you're black. Well, you know what? Women ought to do the same thing. Women ought to rise up against the Bruce Jenners and people like that and say, hey, you don't know what it's like to be a woman. You know, you don't know what it's like, you know, to experience the things that women have experienced in their life. And some guy like in his sixties, all right, you know, he, he didn't do any of the things that women have to do when it comes to just growing up, maturing, you know, having children, all, all the, you know, and I, I just don't even want to talk about it, but um, people ought to be offended by, women especially ought to be offended by that. But yet what I'm saying is offensive today, but well, I'm sorry. Women are special and there is nothing I could ever do to be one. I don't care what, you know, the government says. I can't do that. Women can. I can't. I'm physically not capable of it. You know, in a million ways, I'm not capable of the things, many of the things that women are. 
And they are, they are, they are a special creature. And therefore, we as men ought to give them honor. And one of the things that I'm going to do is I am going to treat them special. I am going to treat them different than I treat men. And if some man comes along and decides he wants all the same treatment that I give a woman, I won't do it. All right? I'm not going to do it. I refuse to call a him or her and vice versa. I'm just not going to do it. And that's the end of story. But we do that type of thing. We wonder why there's no respect for women. And so, first reason we see they've made... Being a woman, optional for male or female. Take, it's, it's not special anymore. It's not something that's exclusive for women and therefore nobody cares. Therefore, we don't see them as special. Anybody can just decide, I'm a woman today and that's it. That's just foolishness beyond foolishness right there. But also, our society has encouraged women to hide their identity as a woman in many cases. Now, I'm, you know, I'm thankful you know, here in our church, it's pretty, pretty obvious who the male and females are. Alright, you know, so I, I, you know, I'm not, ta- I'm not talking all you in here. It's pretty obvious in here. But you know what? Out there, it's not always that obvious, is it? Now, why is that? Well, you know, Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 5 says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Okay? Cross-dressing is bad. Alright? Tr- cross-dressing is an abomination. Men and women should look different in their apparel. They should look different in their appearance. There should be a clear distinction, all right? You know, I'm glad we've got, you know, men, we've got some men in here with mustaches, you know, and beards and things like that. That's great. But you know what? I'm glad we don't have any women in here that have a mustache or a beard, all right? It, 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 it'd be disturbing, you know? You know, you ladies got your dresses. We got all these ladies wearing the flowers today. I'm glad I don't see any of the men doing that. All right. You know, and uh, that that's good. That's the way it should be. That is the way God wants it to be that way. God wants there to be a clear distinction. And when there's not, the Bible says that is an abomination. But yet we're seeing today where societies, they're trying to you know blur those lines of distinction. They're making the women's clothes look more like men's clothes and the men's clothes look more like women's clothes. We're seeing people protest things, you know, when in the girls' toys, everything's in pink, you know. You know, that, you know that's making it look like pinks for girls. Well, I'm sorry it is, you know, and, but that, you know, that's offensive. What if some little boy likes pink? What if some boy likes My Little Pony or something like, you know. If your little boy likes My Little Pony, you need to start making that boy do some push-ups. You know, you need to go buy that kid an axe and tell him to go cut down a tree in your yard. You know, you, you need to you need to do that kind of thing. Okay, we we have to, and unfortunately today that stuff used to just come pretty natural. But if you're letting your kid watch television, if he's going to public school and stuff, don't just assume those things are going to come natural. He's going to get fed that propaganda, and you've got to teach your little boys to despise dolls and to despise My Little Pony. You know, if your girls like it, great. But you, you might need to teach some of that stuff to your boys. And you, but you know what? Nobody respects a cross-dresser. Okay? They don't. And I'm telling you, there is something inside of us that's still there. I know I've got it. Maybe it's not inside all you day, but you know what? There's just something inside of us. Men, we don't like manly women. Just, we don't. And, you know, hopefully you ladies don't like girly men. All right? I don't like girly men either. You know? 
you know, as much as I, you know, I appreciate women and women looking nice and, you know, women doing their hair and getting their nails done and doing the makeup and all that kind of stuff. I'm all for that. But when guys do it, it makes me want to vomit. Think about that. Think about that, how a lady getting her nails done is fine. You know, they get the long nails and all that. You know, I think it looks nice. But at the same time, a guy does the exact same thing we want to vomit. Why? Because there's a difference. There's a difference. And it's an abomination. It's something that makes us sick. And you know, it doesn't just make us sick. It makes God sick too. Okay, it's an abomination to God when cross-dressing is going on. And we need to make sure that there's a clear difference in how we dress and in how we dress our, our children and our, our boys and our girls. If, if your boy comes along one of these days and, you know, I, I remember when my boys were little, it was not uncommon for them to see them walking through the house with my shoes on or something. You know, it was funny. But, you know, if they, if they ever tried it with their mom's shoes, I'd yell at them for that. You know why? I was going to teach them real early. Hey, cross-dressing's an abomination, you know. Women wearing high heels is fine, but guys wearing high heels is another story. That, that's, that's a real problem right there. And we need to, we need to teach that. Nobody's gonna, re, nobody's gonna respect that. And we wonder why women aren't being honored today. You know, we wonder why they were all honored back in the old days. Well, you see the way the women dressed back in the old days? You know, my wife, she's always like, you know, she'll see some of the things they wore from like back in the Civil War era, you know, like on Gone with the Wind or something, you know, all that, you know. And, I mean, they really decorated themselves up. And you know what? They got respect, didn't they? We see even back in like the 40s and 50s, the way the women dressed back then. I mean, very pretty, very classy. And they got a lot of respect back then. But then all of a sudden, they decided they want to start dressing like men. And we wonder why they don't get any respect. Not just dressing like men too, but you know what? No one respects a harlot either. Okay? Now, turn over to Proverbs chapter 7. Now wait, just because somebody dresses a certain way, it doesn't make them a harlot. But, under, but look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6. It says, For at the window of my house I looked through my casement, and beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths a man void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner, and went the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot and subtle of heart. So right here, Solomon, he notices something about this woman by the way she's dressed. It didn't say she was a harlot, but she had the attire of a harlot. And I don't want to get descriptive today. I don't want to get ugly today. But let me tell you something. There are some loose women out there that nobody respects. Their boyfriends don't respect them. You know, society does not respect them. There's plenty of men out there that will take advantage of them, but nobody respects them. And they dress in ways to, you know, attract the, you know, the eye of men in a bad way, in a lustful way. And then they wonder why they don't get respect. They wonder why they can't get a good guy. Well, you know what? If you want to get a good guy, you need to dress like a good girl. You need to dress in a way that's modest and in a way that's pure, in a way that becometh women professing godliness. Okay, if you're professing to be godly, then it ought to show in your attire. That's what the Bible teaches. And unfortunately today, we've got even young girls today that just don't know any better. Okay, there's a lot of young girls that are out there today. You'll see them walking the streets. They don't know any better. Their parents aren't teaching them these things. And they're watching, you know, all these pop singers and these movie stars. They're watching the way they dress and they're just mimicking what they see. 
but they don't even realize that they're dressing like a harlot. They don't realize that they're dressing like someone subtle of heart. And then they wonder why they don't get respect. They go to school dressed like that. And they wonder why they don't get respect. They act the way the young ladies do on the TV shows and on the, on the movies. They act that way. They let guys have their way with them when they're not even married, they're not even married to them. And they wonder why they don't get any respect. You know what? There was a time when women understood that being pure was a virtue. That being pure was something that they, that they needed to be until they were married. And when they, if they did that, it would cause men to have respect for them. Their husbands would end up having respect for them. But they're not, that's not the way they're living today. They're being pressured by just these perverts and these punks in school to be promiscuous. And they wonder why they don't get respect. And then they eventually, you know, they have all, they get pregnant. They've got all these kids with all these different men. Finally, they calm down. Some guy finally marries them, marries her, but then she wonders why he doesn't respect her. You know why? She never even respected herself. Her parents, parents obviously never respect her. Listen, I love my daughters. I cherish my daughters. I respect my daughters. And you know what? I, my daughters are so special. I'm not going to go let them dress and go out in public like a cheap tramp. Because they're not one. They are, they're my daughters and they are special to me. And I want that to be clear. I want, I want it to be obvious in the way they dress. Same with my wife, that these are not going to be the type of females that are like what you see on television that will just do whatever you ask them to do. And I'm going to treat them that way. I'm going to honor them that way. And you know what? Maybe if me as a father, if I'm honoring them that way, they'll honor themselves. And when some punk comes along and tries to sweet talk them, they won't fall for it. And they won't get themselves in a mess. And they won't get themselves in all kinds of trouble. They won't need organizations like the YWCA to tell them they're special. You know, even though they've already made a wreck of their life and they're just a mess because they never had any respect for themselves. They let some bum take advantage of them. They let some bum misuse them. And now they need an organization like that because nobody will take them in because nobody respects them. I'm sorry, you know, if you're not, if, if, when you have to go to an organization and have a focus group to tell you you're special, you know, it's, it's because nobody thinks you are, alright? And if nobody thinks you are, it's because, you know, there's probably something wrong with you. You don't respect yourself. And unfortunately, we, a lot of young ladies today, they don't, they don't have any respect for themselves. We see in Proverbs chapter 7 this woman that had the attire of a harlot we see her, it says in verse 13, so she, or it says verse 12, now is she without, now in the streets and lieth and waited every corner, so she caught him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me, this day have I paid my vows, and she goes on to just try to sweet talk him, but notice how she's being the pursuer in this situation. Now we see this type of thing in Hollywood too, but you know what? In nature, the male is always the pursuer. Okay? Women are not supposed to be the pursuer. They're not supposed to be the aggressive ones. That's not the way things are supposed to be. But you know what? We're seeing it more and more today. You know, in television, you know, they've got the girls asking the guy to the dance, you know, and they've got the woman asking the man to marry him and things like that. You know what? I'm sorry. That's not the way it's supposed to be. The guy is supposed to be the pursuer. And when it comes to my daughters, if some guy, you know, I'm not going to let my daughters go out pursuing guys. Okay? 
some guy, he can come pursuing them, but he's got one big obstacle he's got to get through, and that's me, all right? You know? And if he can convince me he's okay, you know, then all right. Now let's see if you can win her over, and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm not just letting any guy come, come along, not for my daughter, not for mine. You might feel that way about your girls. Not my daughters. Mine are special. I'm going to honor mine. I'm going to give them that respect. But today, because society, they are, they're teaching women to hide their identity as a woman. And in our house, we insult the boys by saying you're being a girl and we insult the girls by saying you're being a boy. I mean, you know, that, that's an insult in our house. It's nothing against women when I, if I tell my boys they're being girly men or something like that. Nothing, that's nothing against women. It's great when women do that, but it's an abomination when a man does that. And when women act like women, when they look like women, when they behave in a godly way, they're going to be honored. They're going to get respect. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, and there, there are, there's some, there's some guys out there that are just absolute animals. There's the reprobates out there. No matter how modest you dress, no matter how godly you are, they'll still be disrespectful. They'll still say vulgar things. There are, there are just some animals that are out there. But you know what? Women who act godly, who dress godly, they don't deal with near as much junk as the women of the world do. And so we've got to, uh, we've got to make sure there's a clear distinction between male and female in our lives. And so also, our society, they have encouraged women to leave their role as a woman. Go ahead, let's go ahead and go back to Proverbs chapter 31. I don't know if we'll have time to go through all of these things. Let me just kind of hit a few highlights uh, in here. Notice what it says in Proverbs 31 verse 1. It says, The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. Now, this, that's another name for Solomon. That was probably something his mother called him. I don't, I'm not sure what Lemuel means. But this was something that Solomon's mother taught him. That was Bathsheba, by the way. Bathsheba, who had a pretty rough past, okay? Who made some pretty big mistakes. But notice, she's the one who wrote Proverbs 31 that tells us about a virtuous woman. That just shows how God can change people. And thank God, God did do that with Bathsheba. But notice, it said, this is something that his mother taught him. You know, one of the reasons boys don't respect their moms as much as they used to? is because moms just aren't in their lives as much as they used to be. You know, as soon as they can, they're shipping them off to daycare. You know, as soon as they can, they're shipping them off to these schools and, you know, and putting them in every after-school program, whatever we can do to get the kids out of the house. Hey, you know what the way they've done it for thousands of years? The moms taught the kids. It was the mom that taught them. Hey, what Solomon's writing right here, this is something his mother taught him. He didn't learn this at the public school. He didn't learn this at the Christian school. He taught, was taught this by his mother. His mother taught him. And you know what? When you, if you grow up around your mom, being taught by your mom, being fed by your mom, being comforted by your mom, I mean, you are an animal if you disrespect that. But we've got kids today growing up in homes and they hardly even know their moms. Why? Because she's never around. They're never around. You know, they're off at school all the, all day. And then like at night, she's working, things like that. And they're just, they're never around. They don't have the family dinners. They don't have, get, get, they don't do things together. But we see this was something Solomon was taught by his mother. Verse two, what my son, what the son of, uh, the son of my womb and what the son of my vows, give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. You know what? Moms are good counselors too. You know what she's doing? She's giving her son advice. 
She's telling him, hey, son, you're going to be the next king. Make sure you don't give your strength unto women. Don't let them take advantage of you. Don't let them, you know, don't make your life about chasing women. Now, unfortunately, Solomon did not follow his mom's advice on that, did he? But you know what? Solomon was warned. Solomon got in big trouble when it came to women. He loved many strange women. They turned his heart away from God. He ended up making high places to their false gods. It ended up eventually causing the next generation to have the kingdom split. But let me tell you something. Solomon was warned. Solomon knew better. You know why? Because they had a loving mom who was a counselor to him. And you know what? Later on in his life, when he's writing the book of Proverbs, he's, he's, he's remembering that. And he's probably thinking, you know, I should have done that. I should have followed that. And we see a lot of things in the Proverbs that he wrote to his son trying to pass on the things that he learned from his mom but failed to act upon in his life. But you know what? At least his mom was there. At least his mom did her job. You know, moms, they're also protective. She's In verses 4 and 5, she's encouraging him. It says, It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. She's warning them against things that are harmful to them. Isn't that what moms do all the time? You know, don't stick your finger in the light socket. You know, you know don't do this. You know, it's always, don't do that. They're always, they're always protecting you. But now, you know, it just, it blows my mind the things that they're, that they're teaching kids in schools today. It's like, why didn't they ever learn that from their mom? You know, my wife's done some of these music classes things with kids before where she explains to me what she does with the parents and their kids. And I'm like, why do you have to teach the parents how to do that? You know, my parents never went to any of those classes. All that stuff they do. My parents did that stuff with me when I was a little kid. They didn't have to take a class to know how to do it, how to sing with their kid and how to play with their kid. And parents have no clue how to do anything today. You know why? Because a lot, especially some of these rich people, they're the first ones, I mean, to send their kid off to daycare. I mean, it's six weeks old and, and just they're never there with them. They're not they're not training them. But you know what? A good mom, they're they're protective. They're teaching their kids. They're warning them. A good mom's too protective. Just send their kid off with strangers. Let them stay with, you know, who knows who. Let them be taught who knows what by who knows who. We're hearing about the junk that's being taught in the public schools. We're here in Illinois. They're trying to pass where it's going to be required curriculum teaching LGBT history. I don't want my kids being force fed that, that garbage. You know what? I'm going to, I want to protect them from that. Moms too, you know, they're, they're merciful. And we don't, we don't have time to go through all the things in Proverbs 31. But when you go through there and you see all these things that he's teaching his son, that she's teaching her son, we're seeing her, an example of what she did as a mother. We see examples of her as a mother. And then also she goes at verse 10. She says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. You know what she's explained to him? She's explaining, hey, here's a good woman. Hey, this is the kind of woman you want to be married to. And let me tell you, a woman who practices the things that Proverbs 31 says about a virtuous woman, you know what? She's going to be honored. She's the one that says her children will rise up and call her blessed her husband will praise her. Why? Because she is doing the things that God made women for. And you know what? She's constantly praised. She's constantly honored. 
She doesn't have any problem with that stuff. She doesn't have to join a focus group somewhere. She doesn't have to watch The View to make herself feel good about women. She doesn't have to go join some feminist organization where they can all try to make each other feel like they're something special. She's getting all of that at home from her husband and from her children. And let me tell you something. You will never see a the men from a family who has a virtuous woman, who has a Proverbs 31 woman out there treating other women like garbage. They don't do that. They are the ones who have respect, not just for their mom, not just for their sisters, but for other women too. You go find some pile of garbage punk out there that's treating girls like garbage, that's treating them like trash. You know, you go, you, you, I've seen these videos before where women just walk down the streets and they are getting all these cat calls and things from guys. You go interview these guys. You go find out about what kind of homes they come from. I guarantee you they didn't have virtuous mothers for moms. I guarantee you they weren't taught these things. But you know, the, the men who are out there that are being respectful to women, they had good mothers. They were ones who were taught these things. They understand the differences between men and women and they have no problem being respectful towards women. And un, but unfortunately today, our society is frowning on everything that I'm telling you about. Everything I'm talking about, they're frowning on. They're, they make women feel bad if they're stay-at-home moms. They make them feel like there's something wrong with them, you know, because they're not out there, you know, earning degrees and you know ha having a career and making more money than their husbands and things like that. They make them feel bad because of that. When the truth is, I believe they're happiest when they're doing what God called them to do, and that's to be a wife and a mother. Proverbs 18.22 says, Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. See, the Bible teaches that a wife and a woman, it's a good thing. Man, you got, you got yourself a wife, you've got a good thing. Man, the Lord must really love you. Boy, you're really blessed. Look at what you've got. You know, it, they're like, you know, and don't take this the wrong way, a prized possession. Alright? I mean, hey, we've all got our stuff that we're proud of. You know, we've all got our things that we have, but you know what? Nothing beats the woman. Alright? You know, I, I've, I've got, I've got a great baseball card collection from when I was, I was younger that I'm still proud of. But you know what? If it was between my wife and my baseball cards, I'd pick my wife. <laughs> no, no, no hesitation. I'd pick my wife in a heartbeat. You know what? You know when I quit collecting baseball cards? After I got married. Hey, when you have a wife, who cares about baseball cards? You know, who cares about that stuff anyway? I, I got a wife. You know, I, I, I didn't. You know, I, I used to love baseball. I used to watch sports all the time. But you know what? After you get a wife, you know, who cares about that? You know, you, you lose interest in those things. I got a wife. I've got kids now. I just, I, I don't spend a lot of money on those things. I used to, I used to, because when I was living at home, you know, my parents, they didn't keep track of where I spent all my money. I'd go to these baseball card shows. Once a year, they had a baseball card show at the Mendota Civic Center. Every time I drive to that place, I think about those uh, card shows I used to go to there. And I remember one time I went there and I spent like $80 on baseball cards. And I remember thinking, man, I sure hope my dad doesn't find out that I, that I, that I did this. I would never do that today, right? You know how many dates I could take my wife on with 80 bucks? About eight. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, just, no, just kidding. Not, not that many. But, you know, I, I, I'm not going to waste my money on that stuff. I've got, I've got something better. And you know what's funny about some of these just, you know, these punks that are out there that have no respect for women that are just all about sports and treat women like garbage, like they're a piece of meat, too? They would keep their collectibles over the woman. 
They would go to the sports game over spending the time with the wife and things like that. That's just, that's just how they are. But people who have been taught the right thing about women and who have been blessed enough to marry an actual honest-to-goodness woman that's like the Bible teaches about, they don't need that junk. And so, there's so many more things we could talk about in Proverbs 31. But the woman who fulfills that role, they're going to get plenty of honor and plenty of respect. But the last thing that society's done, they've portrayed, they've portrayed women as someone who does not need a man. Okay? Now, you know what? I'll admit it right now. I need a woman. You know what? I don't feel like I need a joint, you know, uh, masculinist group. We've got feminism, masculinism. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need that. All right? I don't need a focus group where I can go get around a bunch of guys that can help me make me feel like I'm a man. You know why? I got a woman. They're gonna make me feel like a man. All right. I, I have that. That that beats that beats any of that. Okay. And I I'll admit it right now, and I'm not ashamed of it one bit. I need a woman. Turn over to First Peter chapter three. Now we looked at verse seven earlier, but let's look at the rest of this passage. First Peter chapter three. I'll I'll close with this. It says likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. That if any obey not the word, that they also may without the word be won by the conversation of their wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of plating of the hair and wearing of gold or putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. All right, right here, God tells you, tells us right here, some characteristics that should be in a woman. The Bible says that in the eyes of God, that's of a great price. You know what? Something that's of great price is something that's precious. It's something that's rare. Okay? Remember the virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. Why are rubies valuable? Okay? Why can't a piece of gravel be valuable? You know why? Because rubies are rare. Gravel's common. Okay? They're, they're all over the place. And let me tell you something. A virtuous woman, a submissive woman... A woman who, I mean, has that meek and quiet spirit, all these things it talks about here, they are of great value, of great price. And let me tell you something, if we would teach our daughters to be like that, to have these characteristics, there's going to be some men out there that they're going to see them as, I found one of the rubies. I found one of those rare gems. And you know what? As a result of that, I believe they're going to get honor. Look at this. Verse 5 says, For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also, who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well, and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered. The Bible says you dwell them according to knowledge. You better understand what you have there. You got that submissive wife. You know what? You better take care of them. You better honor them as a weaker vessel. You know what? My wife is not just submissive to me because I'm stronger than her. All right? That's not the only reason she's submissive. All right? She chooses to be submissive. And you know what? That's a great blessing right there. And I shouldn't take advantage of that. I should understand that, you know what? I am stronger than she is. And I, and therefore, I need to treat her delicately. I need to treat her special. Okay? Just like 
my baseball cards, I tried to keep in mint condition, you know. <laughs> you know, I need to try to keep my wife in good condition, you know. Not just physically, but emotionally too. Try to protect her from being damaged by the junk that's out there in the world because I've got something special. I've got something precious. I'm going to take care of it and I'm going to give honor as under the weaker vessel. But you know what? Our society today, they've acted like women don't need men. We see now on all the new princess movies, they can't ever be a damsel in distress anymore. You know, they can't have the princess constantly coming to save the women, you know. Pretty soon, we're not going to have Mario. He's not going to be allowed to save the princess anymore, you know, because it's portraying this damsel in distress idea. But you know what? Maybe guys would stop beating up women if they were taught that they're supposed to be the protectors of women. But what do we see in Hollywood today, too? Even in Hollywood today, the women are always beating the guys up. You'll see this little 100-pound woman beating up a 200-pound guy in Hollywood. That's just, that, that is not reality. They, that is not reality. Women need to be protected, but they've got this attitude. They should be able to fight like men. They should be able to compete with men. We've got men today who are saying they're women and they're wanting to compete. And I, I heard there was one guy, he was, he was a transgendered woman, I guess, or whatever. But he was actually a man, decided he's a woman. He was wanting to fight in the MMA against other women. And I, I, he didn't get any of the big leagues, but I guess he was beating the tar out of the women. Yeah, you know why? Because they're the weaker vessel. And so, you know what? We're going to give honor to them. And if women, are, if women want to fight, they have to fight each other. They can't fight the men. All right? You know, we've got too much respect. It used to be a shame to hit a girl. That, it, that's how it used to be. But we're seeing it in society today and in the movies all the time. You know, the guys, the women duking it out and the women beating up the guys. And then you wonder why guys are beating on women. They think you can do the same as you do a man. No, you can't. They're women. You know, if you get slapped by a woman, you don't get to hit back. That's a, well, that's not fair. That's a huge disadvantage. Sorry, they're a woman. They get that extra privilege. They get that extra honor. All right? I'm not saying you can't block them or something like that, but you don't get to hit them back. Okay? That's, a, that's a, not how it should be. But, you know, teaching young men to honor women, it does not start in college. All right? When you got to teach it in college, you've already failed. Write them off. Okay? They're done for it. You failed. It starts in the home. It starts in a home where the father honors his, the mother of the children. He, where the husband is honoring the wife. If the kids grow up seeing the husband or their father honoring their mother, that's going to make an impression on them. We got to teach it them at, at a young age. They will be more likely to treat their wives that same way. Hey, when there's a disagreement, the boys shouldn't see you smacking their mom. They will be more likely to smack their wife one of these days. We've got to teach them that at home. We've got to teach them that they are the weaker vessel. If we do that, if the mother, if the if the woman is fulfilling her role as a mother, the children are just going to, they're like the Bible says they're going to rise up and call her blessed. So a woman who's in the home doing her role, her kids are going to just naturally honor mothers. And then at the same time, if they've got a father honoring wives, we're, they're going to have a very good impression of women. They're going to, it's just going to be instinctive for them to honor women. But you know what? If we let our kids get 
programmed by the television, if we let them get programmed by the public school and by politics and all the junk that's out there being shoved down everybody's throats, you know what we're going to continue seeing? Abuse towards women. We're going to, and you know what? These football players that go out there, you know, always about these football players, you know, they're beating up on their women and stuff. You know what? They can wear the pink shoes all they want for breast cancer awareness and things like that. That doesn't mean they honor women. Okay? You know why? You know why they do that? Okay, first off, they get paid to do a lot of that stuff. But in the end, you know, the reason they beat up the, their girlfriends and stuff is because they grew up in homes where that kind of thing went on. They grew up in the public school system where they were taught that women are equal with men, even physically. No, they're the weaker vessel. And I've seen some women out there that I think challenge that. All right, <laughs> but. That's not an attractive quality. All right? That's not an impressive quality. And so I do I believe we need to honor women, but at the same time, it's women who are being women, who are doing what God told them to do, not the Bruce Jenners, not the Ellen DeGenerates, not the people like that. It's the people that we see that are fulfilling that role of wife and mother like we see in the Bible. And if we'll do that, I believe we'll raise a generation of young men who will be respectful towards women. But in the end, no one's ever going to respect the cross-dressers. No one's ever going to respect the harlots. They never have in 6,000 years of history, and it's not about to change. And so I hope that was a help to you. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank You so much for Your Word. I thank You for, uh, I thank you for all the mothers that are here today and just uh, for all the women, Lord, the, the wives that are here, the moms, this... Uh, I pray, Lord, You'll help all of us as, as husbands, as sons. Uh, I pray You'll help us to uh, show our appreciation towards them. I pray You'll uh, help us to fulfill our role in making sure they understand that they are valuable so they don't fall for the brainwashing from the world and from the feminist crowd. And I just pray that You'll uh, help us to do that. And You'll bless them in Your name we pray. Amen. Let's